1: Fascinating edition of the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. Ballsy. I am Kevin Sherrington.
3: I am Barry Horn, and I want to know the difference. The last podcast was going to be scintillating. scintillating. This, is this fascinating. was fascinating. What's the difference?
1: Fascinating twice. Twice. If you put fascinating twice, it, it bumps it up over scintillating.
3: Uh, so, because we have Brandon.
1: We have Brandon George okay. on with us today out in the Cowboys. We've also got Evan Grant here. From Did the it, beginning. From the beginning of the podcast. Uh, say hello,
0: Evan. If you, if you start using words like scintillating and fascinating together, you're like one ing away from becoming Stephen A. Smith, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs>
2: I, I am
1: not
0: going to be Stephen A. Smith. Brandon, okay, the
1: Cowboys are on their way to the Super Bowl, right?
2: I don't even want to, may want to tap the brakes a little bit on that, but you know they did, they did look good in the season opener. I was impressed
3: with it. Did they look good, or did the Giants look really that bad?
2: Uh, probably a little bit of both. I think it's a fair statement. I mean, the Giants could not move the ball at all. Now, you know, give credit to the Cowboys' defense, but at the same time, you know, with Odell Beckham out of the game, I mean, obviously, it was a big factor for the Giants, and their offensive line is really not very good. You saw that, and uh, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, he, d- he did look good, but he was going against an offensive line that really, you know, really struggled last year. It doesn't look good this year.
3: Was that Demarcus Lawrence or Demarcus Ware playing? Ha ha. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's DeMarcus Ware yet. But, you know, look, it's a big season for DeMarcus Lawrence. I think when you look at him, he's a guy that's coming off consecutive back surges and off season, And, you know, he, there's a lot of question marks about him. I think it's a, it's, he's entering a contract year. The Cowboys didn't extend him going into this year. But, they, you know, I think they, they have a lot of faith in this guy. They, they've stuck with him along the way as he's going through these injuries. Last year he was hurting so bad, I was told that he should have shut it down. He really should have. In November he should have shut it down, but he wanted to fight through it and really continue to play. And that, you know, a testament to him to, you know, continue to play and, and play for his teammates.
1: Uh, you know, I was talking to uh, John Wooten yesterday, the former longtime Cowboys personnel guy, scouting guy, and uh, yeah. and I said something about uh, uh, Odell Beckham. I said, does he really make that much difference? And he said, you know, i uh, I tell you what made the difference in that game is that the the Giants couldn't block anybody. He said the Cowboys would do those twists of Rod Marinelli, and he said they simply could not block anybody. I, I and you know I'm I'm wondering going forward. You know it's it's funny how these seasons work out. Everybody was talking about the NFC East and about you know how it's a it's a four way race. Everybody's got a everybody's got a shot. This could be one of the best divisions in football. Um, I'm just wondering how good the Giants are going to be, and if the Cowboys have already established. That, uh, that they are 1a no Evans Evans raising his hand now well, I, just,
0: I mean I just have to interject the, the, the Giants are a completely different team when Beckham's not on the field so I mean I oh I think they are but I think that they, they don't have a running game they don't have a running game but uh, Beckham is a game changer because I think if Beckham's on the field then Marshall becomes more of a weapon as well and uh, they certainly hope so he, and, he was and, no weapon the other night and I think Ingram's gonna be a pretty good he, caught NFL a ball. Tight end. he caught a ball he caught a end. ball with yeah. nine seconds left <laughs> yeah. but uh, I guess the, the question for, that I'd want from Brandon is, you know, do you do you see this as a product of the Cowboy defense, or was it because the, the Giants were just so completely null and void in the offensive category?
2: Uh, I mean, like, a, like I said earlier, Devin, I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think I do think the Cowboys' defense played well, but I mean, when you can't, you don't have a running game, and your offensive line can't block anybody. It's just, and, and of course, you don't have the weapon, like you said, Odell Beckham. I just think it's uh, a product, a bigger product than that. I would, I would, I would lean that direction. Now, it's going to be interesting. You, know, you watched Denver last night. They're going to play Denver in the second game. You know, Denver has a pretty solid offense. They have a lot of weapons all around, and I think uh, you know you get a better feel for where this Cowboys defense is, and especially if uh, Orlando Scandrick doesn't play, which is, which it looks like he's probably a long shot this week.
3: But I, guess, I, just, I just want to point out that was a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback they played against. He's going to be – Eli Manning has won two Super Bowls, and we'll get into the Hall of Fame. I guarantee it. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Probably. But he, he just didn't have weapons. He didn't have we- – And he, he didn't have off, a line. The line was just And, I mean, horrible. he's not the – let's – he was, He's he, not the most mobile of quarterbacks. No, he's
1: he's Eli Face all night. Now, speaking of which, did you hear that what uh, Bill Polian – Now, he gets a little animated at games, I know. But this is a guy who who worked with with Peyton Manning yeah, and who said someone was asking him about Carson Wentz in that game uh, after the Eagles played and actually said uh, uh, compared them to the Mannings
0: and said and he's more
1: athletic than them.
0: Bill Polian said that? Bill Polian said that. That he's more athletic than Peyton? Peyton and
1: Eli both. And So so what he was saying was... He, oh, that Wentz
0: is more athletic than yes, both of them. He
1: said that not only has he got the head for it and, and the size for it and the arm for it, uh, but he's got, as he put it, that magic.
0: But, but, I don't this know that anybody ever said year. that Peyton or Eli was a great athlete. They threw no. a great ball. No, no, but what, 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 right. what I'm
1: saying is, is that He's saying that he that he thinks he has those skills that plus those guys more. have plus, plus more plus, plus right. more like Archie, who was a terrific athlete. Right. So I, I guess uh, to Brandon to, to the point here, two things I want to ask you. Uh, first of all, about that, uh, have that? Do you think the Eagles maybe have moved up if if they were? I don't know where they were in your pecking order. I had them. I had them fourth in the division going into to the season. And secondly, we saw last, this last week. We saw the Giants who had poured all their money into their defense and we saw where that got them. And the and the Cowboys who poured all their money into their offense and we saw where that got them. So were the Cowboys are they on the leading edge of this? Is it is that the thing to do now is to to have a better offense than, than defense?
2: Well, I think you can make an argument. When you talk about Eli Manning and you're talking about the Eagles and Wentz and all that, I mean I think you can make an argument that Eli Manny may be the, the worst quarterback in the division now. And, uh, you know, you look at Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins at Washington and obviously Dak Prescott in, in Dallas. I mean, I, I think uh, Eli's play has dropped off so much. I think you could, uh, like I said, make an argument that he's not, you know, he, when you put him in order, I think he could be the number four right now, even though he has the two Super Bowls. I understand his resume. But, uh, you know, you know. another question, Kevin, on the offense, I think, yeah, offense is the way this game is going. I mean, it's clear in the NFL that that's where – Everything's going as far as uh, the, the passing game. The Cowboys have, have one of the few teams that's kind of maintained a strong rushing game, and uh, put, you know made a commitment to their offensive line. And uh, I just think that you have to strengthen that side of the ball. That, that's really when you when you distinguish yourself as a team. I think that's where you distinguish yourself now more than anything.
3: I have a question. Did I make a mistake with my fantasy team? I took yes. Eli Ma- to Eli, Eli yes. Maring is my quarterback, and Des Bryant is <laughs> <laughs> my lead receiver. I, I want to talk about Dez. <laughs> Des for a minute, what, 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 what is going on with Dez and, and Dak?
2: Well, I know, look, Janoris Jenkins has really played well against Dez Bryant. I mean, you saw in that game he was trying to do what, what really bothered Dez early in his career, and that was try to sock him out of his game. There was a lot of trash talk early. They were face-to-face a couple times after play. One time during the timeout, Dez and Janoris uh, were face-to-face for a while while other, other players were getting water. And so I think they were trying to get him out of his game. And now, on the other side of the equation, is the Cowboys were trying to force the ball to him. And you saw that, you know, they had first and goal from the three. They threw three consecutive times. And, and really, the second down play should have been a touchdown. Dez was open on the slant route. Uh, Dak overthrew him yeah, even on the third down when he was in the end zone. And uh, But they were trying to force that ball to him. And I think they do that because they know that you have to get engaged Dez early in the game to get, or you lose. And so they want to try to get him involved in the offense early. But, I, you know, they don't need to do that to the detriment of their offense. They should have given the ball to Zeke at least, you know, once if not twice down there on the goal line. And he had a first and goal from the three.
1: Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, my, my, uh, my oldest son, who, is a, who has a Zeke as his starting running back, was going crazy down there when they would not give him the ball at the goal line. That was, that was nuts. Uh, you know, here's the thing to me about Who was going crazy? Jake. Because he's he he, so upset because he we... has
3: Zeke is his fantasy running back. He wanted him to get in the do we, end. Zone. Do we
0: need to have? Do we need to have a little sign up here when, when, so you can read the stuff as we're saying it? I, <laughs> a ticker tape. <laughs> I was I was tweeting in podcasting. Yeah, and there I you think. go. I mean, it's never good because I I tweeted that Mike Napoli had lower body stiffness last night. Oh, oh my god. god! I can't believe you wrote that. Was that was actually <laughs> lower body soreness. Oh
3: my god! <laughs>
0: Um, oh, he may have a lower body stiffness, but as, that's not going to put him out of the lineup. As somebody. <laughs> as, what, yeah. as, well, as, somebody as they say about Mike Napoli, he swings a big stick. As already somebody has t- tweeted to me, um, that appeared to be Ted Cruz's problem <laughs> last night as well. So, <laughs> wow. um, let's get back to oh, football okay. here. Okay, thanks for that. Thanks um, for getting us, steering us back. You know, uh, oh, did Dak play well? I didn't see all of the game. Did Dak play well, guys? He well, Brandon, go ahead. Let's hear your opinion.
3: and
2: then well, But he struggled. I thought he struggled. His accuracy was off early. I mean, he, a lot of throws were selling on him. And, uh, you know, he, he really struggled against the Giants last year in those two games. He had 20 incompletions in each game. And this time around, it really, he had a slow start. But I thought he finished pretty well. You know, he moved the offense. I never thought he lost control of the game or the offense, but he did. Have some passes he missed that he
3: normally would hit. Yeah, I, I, I think we we were so spoiled by most of Dak's performances last year that when he has a game like like he had against the Giants, where the ball seemed to just float. Well, he, he's not. I think I think uh, you know maybe that's Dak. What, I don't know which is the real Dak. But, but one you of the, the, the the human see, Dak.
0: The other thing, Dak got a lot of reps in game situations last preseason. Didn't do that this preseason. Well because of the changes I don't status. I don't think it's that really. You don't think that makes a difference in timing and all I that? I think it's
1: just a little bit of who he is. You know, the reason he was a 4th round draft pick was not only because he wasn't working under center that much, it was that he he struggled with his mechanics a little bit and he was not an accurate passer in college. He was he was a good passer, but not but not to the level that that, you know, the NFL requires. And I think that you you saw a little bit of that in, in that game uh you know Sunday. And I think that um uh, he, I'm sure he also felt like, you know, last year it was all run-based, right? We're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And I think that there you know, was a feeling because the, the Giants loaded up the box and they were going to take away the run early on, uh, Evans, Evan. <laughs> Evans communicating with his uh, his peers his on, dog, on Mars. Know, that, was, that was yeah. Like
0: so anyway, slight hearing aid issue there. Yeah.
1: That, so anyway, I, I feel like that that might have been a little bit of an issue there. But getting back to the Desk thing, I you know we we can talk about the desk you know Dak to Desk thing. Is that going to work? And I think to me, the, the thing that has separated Dak for me from most young quarterbacks is his head. Just such a great head. Just always is very poised and, 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 ha- and knows the right thing to do. And when he can look out there and see that on any play that he calls, that Cole Beasley's going to be open, I'm going to throw the ball to Cole Beasley. I'm just going to do the smart thing here and get, give the ball to him. And, and with Dez... He doesn't get that kind of
3: separation. No, he's he's got he's got to put the ball up for Des to fight for the ball. But,
1: and that's what Tony Romo was willing to do that because that's what Tony Romo is. He's a gambler. He's going, you bet. Let's go for this big play here. I'm going to, I'm going to let Des make this play. And I think Dak's still a little more hesitant to do that than than Tony is, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, it's, I think
2: that's a good point, Kevin. And you saw there was multiple times on the sideline on on Sunday that you saw. Dez go up to Dak, and you can see him having a conversation. And I'm sure some of that conversation I would imagine is like, look, you know, I'm open, give it to me, that kind of thing. Cause, you know, that's that's kind of Dez's nature to, to say something like that. But, you know, so, and he's not – you're right. He's not going to – if his coverage is there, he's not going to make the throw. And that's why he only has four interceptions so far in his career. I think that's a big part of his game is, you know, being able to not turn the ball over. So I think uh, that's something to watch out for. You know, he's going to have to take some shots at times with Dez, especially – you know, if there's a close game or if they're trailing late, he's going to, have to take a shot deep. And, and that's mention to see if he, he does that.
3: Hey, <laughs> is Josh Norman still in the division? No. is yeah. it, Okay, so that's going to be – so you guys got to go get Shonorish Jenkins one right. more time. And I know Josh Norman is still in the division He's with the Red Sox. right? <laughs> so that's – I mean, so is are all those Sundays going to be – they're all Sunday games. Are all those Sundays going to be Dez versus – is that going to be a subplot?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, Des is a huge part of the offense. I mean, that's always going to be a conversation. You look back at uh, these last three games against the Giants; he now has four catches on uh, twenty-four targets and uh, against, the, or twenty-three targets, excuse me, against the Giants the last three times he's played them the Janoris Jenkins. So that's going to be a storyline certainly the next time they play the Giants.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just, I, I, I just think that that still gets in Dez's head a little bit. I think you know all that stuff, and and that he that he kind of just falls for it uh, is unfortunate. You know, he, he's a tremendous talent. He's a hard worker. You know, he's a good teammate. All those things. But you, if if this is if this is the result of those guys going at it with you, Des is going to have to look at this and go, you know what? Uh, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just smile and walk away.
3: I got to divorce myself.
1: Yeah. If, I mean, if this is causing you. We, we talked in the college podcast about the emotion of Baker Mayfield and. And you know, uh, last year it was detrimental. I thought last year in the game, uh, uh, he he cost. You know, basically Bob Stoops said that he cost him the game against Oklahoma because of his emotion, uh, and tried to do too much. And in and, and that, uh,
3: not the game against Oklahoma, he played. I well. mean, I mean, I'm
1: sorry, game against Houston. Okay, thanks. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, but uh, and I think that the same thing it, it goes with Daz. I don't, you know, his, his emotion is a good thing for him. Uh, it can be a good thing for him, but I think it can also be a detriment
0: as well. But so Let's call it what it is. It's emotion. It's not passion.
1: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Because yeah, when people say passion, there's not a guy out there on that field. Who has more passion than Jason
0: Witten? No. No, it, It's a completely – I. It, it's one of my pet peeves is this, this excuse of when a guy does something emotional, we – we call it passion, and it's not. I mean, it's it, it's emotional. Oh, absolutely,
1: know? and that and that's an emotion to me is it, it, passion is never detrimental, no. uh, but, but emotion is. So so let's go over to the other side of, of the football and go back. Even though we we kind of said, ah, oh, yeah, it was the Giants. They weren't very good. Um, there were some very nice plays in that game, uh, and, and one of them by Anthony Brown, the interception where he where he uh, stepped up and read the route and and made the pick on that play. Uh, he uh, is, correct me if I'm wrong here. Anthony Brown did not have a great preseason, did he?
2: No, he, he was bothered by a hamstring injury. Was, uh, and he, like you said, he didn't didn't really you know distinguish himself a lot in the preseason. I thought he had a pretty good rookie season though, and, and oh yeah, really, absolutely. And they were impressed. They were impressed with him coming into this year. So uh, you know he's he's a he's a solid player, and I think uh, when you look at their secondary, they overhauled a lot of their secondary, but they really believe in him, and he's certainly a key piece to the, to the back end.
3: Brandon, will you grade the rookie, the, the rookies uh, for us? Who uh, the the draft picks for us? How did Taco Charlton play? Did Ch- Taco well, Charlton he play? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he played twenty six of the fifty six defensive snaps, and and he didn't he didn't register anything in the uh, statistical category. So, I think that pretty much sums up how he how he played. He was pretty much ineffective. I mean, you never saw him get much of a rush at any time, and I think. Uh, the, the, you know, you look at DeMarcus Lawrence, you know, they were going against some of the same players a lot of times. Marcus Lawrence uh, had several quarterback pressures, and, and Taco just couldn't get in there and do anything. When, when he brought Tapper in there, he only played 11 snouts, but he had the huge sack there yeah. on the goal line that, that held him to a field goal. So I think, uh, you know, it, it's something to watch with Taco. I, he, he really had a slow start to count. He came on late, and uh, but he just never really, you know, had a consistent – uh, ability to rush the pass or even in training camp or preseason games so I think that's going to be something everybody watches especially when you've got T.J. White who they passed up who had a huge first game there with two sacks and interception for the Steelers and obviously they said T.J. White was not a scheme fit for them uh, but still they're going to be comparisons all along because the Cowboys passed on that guy.
1: So, the, first so, the draft.
3: So he had about the same quality game as David Irving right? Oh, funny! <laughs> wow. I'm glad wow. you brought up T.J. Watt because that was what
1: I was going to bring up with you. Because I, cause oh, listen,
3: excuse I, I, me. Well, no, I mean
1: I understood why the Cowboys didn't take him. He was not a scheme. He is a he is a, an outside linebacker in a three-four defense. Uh, he's not a big guy. He's not nearly as big as his brother. Uh, what does he go about two forty-five, two fifty, something like
2: yeah, that? Yeah, he's in that he's in that range. yeah.
1: Uh, and so, obviously, now he, he had a tremendous game for the Steelers. You know, two interceptions and uh, – I mean, two sacks and an interception. I think I read somewhere that, 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 that no rookie had ever done that in his first game. Uh, anyway, uh, a, a tremendous game. And so, you're right. People are going to constantly compare those two guys. Is there any way that you could – the Cowboys ha- could have put T.J. Watt on the field at defensive end as, as a pure pass rusher?
2: I mean, I think yeah, I think he could, he could, he could have played uh, defensive end. But I think that's the Cowboys. When I talked to uh, some of their, you know, personnel people, they were saying, you know, they didn't think he was a hand on the ground kind of guy. I mean, like you said, he's a linebacker, and they just felt like that was his strength. Now, could he do it? I'm sure he, he could have done it. He added a little weight to him. I think he could have, he could have rushed the passer from the defensive end standpoint. But I mean, look, if he's not a scheme fit, you know, he's a first round pick. I understand, you know, why you don't take that guy. Uh, there's no reason to, to jump at somebody when they don't fit your scheme, especially an early pick like that. So, but that the comparisons are, are going to you know you're going to see this on and on and on because yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of people already down on Taco Charlton and uh, you know it's going to be interesting to follow him. I think I think he will come around. I think they will be able to get something from him, but just how long that takes is the question.
1: Uh, and to me, I would think the worst thing that could happen to him. Uh, you remember when the when the Jerry Jones passed on a certain guy named Randy Moss. And he took Greg Ellis instead. You just, you, and, yeah. and Greg was a very good uh, defensive end for the Cowboys. A very, very nice player for a long time. Certainly a great guy, great leader, and all that kind of thing. But Randy Moss was a little bit better. And and uh and not that and that wasn't anything about a scheme fit in that particular passing. That was all about what Michael Irvin had done before and and Jerry trying to to take a guy who's a little bit more of a straight arrow. Uh, but but I think you're right. As this goes, and Barry's right. As this goes on, people are going to be counting up the, the plays that T.J. Watt makes for the Steelers, and they're not going to care about the scheme fit. I mean, I, and I agree with that. I, I, I agree that you, you, you really couldn't take this guy. But it's going to end up being one of those things that maybe they should have switched to a 3-4 at the last minute. I think this guy's going to make a lot of plays for the Steelers.
0: I cannot believe we're twenty nearly 20 minutes into this podcast, and we haven't talked about Zeke. Yeah. Zeke, Evan was Evan had actually fallen asleep. Brandon, so now we're going to talk about Zeke. <laughs> All right, no, Evan, I've Evan, been talk. dreading bringing this up. I I, 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 listen, I, it's it's over my pay grade. I don't understand it. I don't know what the hell's going on. What, what, That's never he, stopped you before. What's 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 next, Brandon?
2: Well, the NFL filed filed the appeal, and so and they also filed a, a motion for a stay. So. Basically, you know, you'll, they'll play that out this week and see if they get the emergency stay. It's unlikely they do, and so it'll probably go. What you'll see is he'll definitely play this week. Uh, then he'll play it by ear for the rest of the rest of the season. But they think he's going to be able to play the rest of the season because uh, they think he's going to go uh, next. The next step is basically the appeal, and the appeal will drag out all the way probably until March of April of next year. So you're not going to be able to. They're not going to get to the appeal process uh, within this season. So more than likely, he'll be on the field. Uh, the entire season. And I think uh, the Cowboys, the big question next is, well, does the NFL win the appeal? And if they do, then he'll probably serve the suspension, uh, the six-game suspension starting in 2018.
1: Yeah, this whole situation, I I think some fans are misconstruing uh, what was uh, deemed by the judge in in giving this uh, injunction that, you know, it was about guilt or innocence. It's not about guilt or innocence. That it's over. That it's over, yeah. This was just about procedure. And that he and the judge said yeah the NFL screwed up procedure which I, I agree I think they did too uh, not that I'm that he needs me to agree with him about anything wow, is- uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway that was my, my point now so uh, yeah I, uh, I think David Moore came up with a stat that said that the the average appeal on this takes eight months something like that so yeah you're, you you said that next spring is probably likely when it's going to come up so I, I do think that Zeke will end up playing for the Cowboys all year long. Now, our, our our friend Tim who keeps coming up in these uh, podcasts today.
0: Do you think we come up this much on his show? No. No.
1: Are you kidding? <laughs> this, Dallas Morning News never even comes up on his show. Uh, is when he and he wrote after the game that the that Zeke was you know basically the reason that they won that game. Um, and I'll say this, uh, obviously. You watch that game, and even with them geared up against the run and as as good as they are on defense, that's a really good defensive team. Some of the carries he made in there are just phenomenal. You know he's, he's making a five- and six-yard gain out of something that was probably a two- or three-yard game for most running backs. So he was terrific. But in a game where the, uh, the Giants scored three points, uh, I, I just don't know if that's, if that's making that much of a difference. The Cowboys kind of shot themselves in the foot several times in that game. So, is
3: this a critique of Tim Collishaw? Yes, it is.
1: No, my my point is is that okay, Zeke ran for 104 yards and had a what it was 140 yards total? Is that what he was? It 36 yards of catches. Yeah, Brandon, does that sound right? Yeah,
2: yeah, 104. I think it's 24 yards. Yeah,
1: really. yeah. So he he was very good, uh, but uh, I guess I'll get back to to the original point. Would the Cowboys have won this game if Alfred Morris had started? Would they have won this game if Darren McFadden had started?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, the constantly had to score more than three points for sure. I understand your point there, but he is such a difference maker for the Cowboys' offense. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, I think you can make the argument. Uh, and uh, my colleague uh, John McJota was telling we were talking the other day, and he he thinks that he has a chance to get two thousand yards this year. I mean, he thinks he has that chance ability to do that this season now. Obviously, 2,000 is a big number, and uh, you know not a lot of running backs have done that in the league. Now he he had what over 16 last year, and he didn't play the last game. So uh, the way he ran against that quality uh, Giants defense, I mean, I, it's hard to argue that you know he'll he'll make a run at the 2,000 yard mark. I mean, he's that good. I mean, when you look at him, they're going to try to grind on, they're going to give him more carries this year. Than I think they did last year in some way. So. Uh, and they're going to obviously trying to they're going to introduce him a little bit more in the passing. game. I don't think you're going to see that as the season goes on. They're going to try to get him involved a little bit more in the passing game. So that's going to be interesting to watch too.
0: Brandon, I I don't have the attention span to stick with this legal situation for 13 months. Um, I'm sorry that you're going to have to deal with it, and that Kate and John and David are all going to have to deal with it. But let's just cut to the chase. What what happens after 13 months here? What's going to so I can wake up in March and or April and figure I out. You're going to wake up right now. What happens? I I'm I Really, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get off on my high horse again, but this is just so NFL. I mean, it just everybody's going to come out looking bad. And what happens at the end of 13 months of everybody smearing one another?
2: Well, I think there's two things, and I, th- I think you're right. Everybody has already come out looking bad. I don't think anyone looks good. In this thing uh, so far, but I think when it's all said and done, I think the NFL has a, they have a good chance to win the appeal process, and and kind of like the uh, the Brady situation. I understand the differences in the case, but I do think uh, when you come back to what it says, it lays out in the CBA, and and uh, how Goodell has you know the little attitude to make pretty much any decision he wants. I think it's going to come back to that, and, and it'll be interesting. And if he wins the appeal process, then obviously he's going to have to serve those six games. Now the other thing, and this is a story I'm working on actually this week is. The fact that uh, there's a long-term pattern of behavior here with Zeke, and it stretches back to 2014. So there's a three-year window here where um, he's been basically in trouble <laughs> several times. So, uh, some things I'm working on that haven't even been reported yet that, we're, that it's going to be coming out later this week. So, it's, it's an interesting situation to watch him. He he's going. Can he stay out of trouble? The spotlight was already on this guy, and now it's going to be it's going to be intensified. The NFL is really going to be watching him. Uh, is every move. And I think uh, the question is, He in the last three years, he's shown no ability to stay out of trouble. And so uh, the next time this happens, you know, obviously they're going to come down even harder on this guy. So I think uh, that's a situation really the Cowboys and the Cowboys fans have to really be worried about is can this guy stay out of trouble moving forward.
3: Have the Cowboys at all stepped up their bodyguard, their babysitting, babysitting of, of Zeke? No, no,
2: they haven't. And I asked Jerry about. That was one of my questions to Jerry uh, on Sunday night after the game. As uh, I, I said, I'm working on this story, and I was asking him, like, "Well, do you make changes now? Do you become more proactive and, and more hands on with the Zeke?" And uh, he didn't directly. He wouldn't directly answer it, but he did say he would spare no no expense in trying to help any player. And so um, I don't help he no or keep him
0: eligible. Him.
2: Yeah. Right, sure. There's no indication they've done anything different with Zeke. You know, he, Zeke has main, maintained this one bodyguard he's had, and he's he's on basically paid by Zeke, so he's obviously going to try to make Zeke happy. And it, the Cowboys haven't really spilled over into like the Dez Bryant territory. Where they brought somebody in to be uh, more of a uh, babysitter for Zeke. They haven't done that yet. And Why not? Seen no Why not? They will.
3: Why haven't they done that, that?
2: That that's a that's a great question. I haven't been able to get a clear answer on that. I think one of the big reasons I think, and this, this is not, not only goes to Zeke. Uh, it goes to some of the other players that have struggled with these kind of issues. I think a lot of it is because uh, their agents and other people get involved in the process. They say, no, we don't want this kind of guy uh, dealing with uh, our player. We don't want him being babysit by this person. And uh, so when you get people, more people involved in the process, and that's what's happened. and, and I know in, in other cases I know that to be true, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm, it's my understanding that that's been part of the reason that no one has done that with Zeke because you get a, an agent or someone is on Zeke's side or one of his representatives saying, no, we don't want that. We, we we got this handled. We'll take care of this. Let us do it our way.
0: You, Kevin, Barry, Brandon, Ollie, way in here. Do you think that Zeke doesn't want this, that he doesn't want more accountability to be placed on him by the Cowboys?
1: No, I think he wants to stay out of trouble. I don't think he wants anybody telling him you what to do. You think
0: he does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, well, it,
1: do you think anybody's ever told him what to do? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know him well enough. I, I don't know w- 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 what he thinks, but, but the pattern here, look, to me, the worst thing, as is, is, is it always is, is that we don't really know anything until we see it, right? Well, you right. know, we saw Ray Rice punch his fiancee in an elevator and drag her out of the elevator. Right. OK. And then he, and then he married her. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we, we saw that. And that's when, uh, you know, everybody turned on Ray Rice at that point, even after all the things that happened before. We, we saw, you know, Zeke Elliott reach up and, and pull a woman's you know, top off, top down, you know, but Uh, he he
0: apparently later said that it was okay because they had sex
1: because he had known her and they had sex that night. Right. That's what he said in the in the in the transcripts that were released by his own people. Uh, Stunning. So anyway, uh, uh, you know, I want to go back to the what the Cowboys were thinking when they drafted him. I mean, how much of this did they, know? did they know? It's the stuff that Brandon's working on this well, week. Well,
3: they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. If they didn't know about it. Could have Jalen Ramsey. If they, if they didn't know about it, why didn't they know about it? Or right. if, And if they did know about it.
1: But yeah, you're absolutely right. This always goes back to the thing to me. When you're taking a guy with – Zeke was the fourth pick of the draft. Correct. You're taking a guy with the fourth pick of the draft. What's the harm of hiring a private investigator to say and go and say, hey, I want you to go check this guy but out? But it,
0: co- it comes that, back to the yeah. Randy Moss thing. If, even if you knew all that stuff. Right. And you, there was plenty of smoking gun stuff around Randy Moss at that point in time, and clearly it was a different era where the Cowboys were coming out of the White House era and all of right. that. But and not to celebrate at the White House. No, no those were responsible Cowboys. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah. but the great Nate Newton. <laughs> the, yeah, the,
3: the great Did you David's use that wrote. on Sunday? Uh, I did not use that. Somebody quote. used that on no. Sunday.
0: But right. do you, t- if you know what you knew, if you know what apparently is out there, do you take him? You, you know, don't. No, I don't. To me, Jalen Ramsey was the next pick,
3: right? You, you, do you think Jerry was thinking, I'm not going to take him? I think there was enough discussion that, that everybody said. The, the, the three picks uh,
1: were uh, Joey Bosa from the – He went before from, well, was, He, he was went out, before. He was out, he was he was out, out of the question. It was going to be one of those three guys, Joey Bosa, right. uh, Ezekiel Elliott, or Jalen Ramsey. And and so the the Cowboys took uh, Elliott, and I didn't have a problem with them taking, knowing what I knew uh, about him. Uh, but I would have, if they had taken Jalen Ramsey, I would have said, great pick. Right. They they need help in the secondary. He's a great defensive back, and he's been a, a great defensive back as a professional as well. And there have been people who have said. Did the Cowboys really do the right thing? Is he a different? Is he a difference maker? Uh, yeah, he might be on it. Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, is he? I'm, yeah, I think he, he probably is. So, so my my point is, is that how much do the Cowboys know uh, about all this? And and secondly, going forward, we've we've heard these rumblings that that he's a one contract back for the Cowboys. That they will not sign him after his after his deal, his initial deal is up. Right. And I'm wondering that
0: initial deal runs how long? Is it four years or five years, Brandon?
2: Well, it's a four, but, they, you know, it's going to be a 50-year option. They'll be able to pick up the 50-year. So it'll be a five-year contract is what it turned out to be.
3: Yeah. So they'll use them up and discard go. Well, I when you said – when when Brandon said he
1: got – he had 24 carries, right, Brandon? Was that it? Yes. First, okay, 24. So 24 and And, you know, we have said that, oh, these running backs shouldn't get – that's that's getting toward the high end at 24 a game. You should be getting, you know, 21, 22, somewhere in there. Um I think that, I think you're absolutely right. I think his carries will increase. They'll throw the ball more to him, and and they and they'll just say we're going to get the most we can out of this guy while we
2: still got him. Well, see, Stephen Jones indicated that when they after they drafted him, they're pretty much uh, when you look at these backs, you know, you basically run the wheels off of them in the first contract, and then you evaluate whether you should re-sign them. And right. so I think that's no doubt that his workload is going to be heavy, and they're going to use him a lot. And uh and it's going to be an interesting situation when they get to the second counter, especially if all the off-field the stuff continues with him. I mean, it's going to be something they're going to take a really hard look at. And you talk about Jason Garrett zeroed in on this guy early on in the in the evaluation process. He really liked Zeke early on when uh, they were evaluating players for the draft that year. And uh, look, uh, I think they did know a certain extent about Zeke. I think they. Uh, looked at it more as, like, this is kind of a typical college kid, you know, going through typical college things, and I think they didn't see it as anything more than that, and so I don't think they, to the extent that they, that he's had these domestic violence uh, allegations and those kind of things, I don't think they saw that coming as much as the other things they, I think they knew about some of the, the other fringe things.
1: Brandon, there was a little bit of, of silence there for you and just in reverence for your fine answer. Uh, I think it's what that was.
3: I, I want to know if I can change the topic again. We're can you change the topic? Okay, go ahead. I'd like to go back to the draft and, and how did the other draft... This, R- this last draft? Yeah, uh, a switcher really looked good, fair catching the ball. <laughs> what
1: in the world was that... Did he, did he call? I never got a, a proper uh, answer the fake, on that. The fake fair catch? Yeah, or he did, or they just thought he did fair they, caught? Did they rule it was a fair catch or not?
3: No. No, they didn't. It wasn't a fair catch. It was he, not a fair no, catch. he
1: advanced the ball. He advanced the ball. Okay, so he caught it behind the 24.
3: Correct, Brandon? Which I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, Nobody there, catches the, it, Brandon. There, there, okay. there was a punt to Switzer, and yeah. there was some confusion yeah. on whether he yeah. fair, fair caught. Ch- yeah, for he fair he never signaled for no, fair he catch. Didn't.
1: No, he didn't. No, he didn't. A very very yeah, bizarre no, play. No, as my understanding, it wasn't a fair game. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. play Okay. So, yeah. So, like, what what uh, Barry is asking is how how were how were the DBs? We're, we're, we're good. After two games, we're gonna make
3: or one, one game, game, we're gonna make I a d-
1: judgment on the. NFL yeah, w- that,
3: that's exactly right. Hey, yeah. I asked about he, he he was pretty clear about Taco. Taco was not very good. In I, that I first want to, game. I want to hear about all the DBs or the two DBs that, that played.
1: Shadobi uh, wouzier played in this game. Uh, what was the what was the final take on him?
2: Yeah, they thought he was pretty good. You know, they they, they he obviously uh, was going to play in the dime package early on in the game, and then when uh, Scandrick went out, you know, they had him uh, more uh, playing outside, and they moved Anthony Brown. When they went to nickel, they moved Anthony Brown inside. So uh, they thought he they held his own on the outside. Now, at the end of the game, he did kind of uh, you know, tweak his ankle a little bit, and they're kind of monitoring that. it would be interesting to see if he can come back and, and uh, be 100% for the Denver game.
1: So Jordan Lutus, who was uh, he was inactive in for that game. Yes. So is he going to be ready this week? You think?
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah, the, the conversation yesterday was they, they believe he's going to be able to practice this week and, and uh, should be able to play against the Broncos. And they're they're really excited about him. I and mean, he's a guy that you're going to see play more inside. Uh, but you know, a guy that really uh, may play at Michigan. and They like his speed and the way he closes on balls. And so I think he's going to be a guy that can really help them at times, especially if Scander's going to be down for a week or two.
1: So now we we and I, here's another thing I can't believe we hadn't talked about. We hadn't talked about Jalen Smith, who started the Cowboys' opener at linebacker. How uh, many predicted he would? Uh, well, I'd say yes. It certainly looked like it was a and that was because of the injuries to Anthony Hitchens. Uh, and and I and the and the thought was that he would. With split time with Durant at uh, linebacker. How how close did that come? What were the? Do you know what the snaps were for those two guys, Brandon?
2: Yeah, I believe I think I think Jalen ended up with like 34 of the 56, and Durant only played two snaps.
3: Two snaps uh, the
2: entire game. And they the plan going in was Durant was going to play more on in, on the third down package, and they didn't really didn't get to they didn't really need him that much in those situations, so they let Jalen play it out. Jalen was playing in base and their nickel packages, and so. Uh, You know, he really played most of the the first half. He played almost all, you know, most of the snaps in the first half, which there weren't a lot of them uh, for the Giants. It was a pretty overwhelming favor for the uh, Cowboys in snap count at halftime. But I think uh, I think he really played well. I mean, I think they really, if he can play that well, and you saw him, you really saw him use his clothes. You talk about closing speed. You know, he was playing sideline to sideline at times, and he was uh, running back would get uh, you know past him a little bit, and he was able to catch him. Had uh, it with an angle there, and I thought he really moved well. I thought you saw him uh, deliver some big hits. Uh, you saw, you know, really what I thought should have been a forced fumble on that one play where uh, Sean Lee had wrapped the, you know, the, the giant player up. And I think, I think he can help this team a lot if he can continue to play at that level. Now it's going to be interesting to see because he only had 27 snaps in the preseason, so to up, keep upping up, up in his workload this much, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that going forward.
1: I loved I loved his quote. He, when he asked that question, he goes, was that counted as a fumble, a force fumble? And he goes, I'm counting it as a force fumble. <laughs> which, which I, I like that. Did, did, and it was also interesting to me. I thought I read somewhere that someone noted that after that game that he was not wearing that orthotic device uh, that he was having to wear for a drop foot. Is that correct? I mean, I, I said he yeah, wasn't he wearing it work. during the game, but he was not wearing it afterwards. Is that right?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's not he's not worn that very much unless he's practicing or playing. He usually doesn't have it on, so okay. uh, it's more used for like yeah, when he's out there on the field. But he's
1: still wearing it on the field.
2: Yes, yeah, he's
1: still using it. See, that's the thing that's really surprising to me is that he is still wearing that on the field. And and everything we've heard and read is that if you're having to wear this thing on the field, you're like Frankenstein running around out there. That there's just no way you can. I mean, I guess the the the, the going forward, the you know, straight-ahead speed is one thing. Going from your lateral speed, I guess, is the question. So we have not seen that uh, uh, diminished because of the, the device he has to wear.
2: Uh, well, it, didn't, it certainly didn't appear that way. Now, I think I think there will be times where you see him where he has to uh, backpedal a little bit and get into more in the pass coverage. I think he may play a factor there a little bit. But the uh, lateral speed looked really good, I thought, on Sunday night. Now, uh, you know, I talked asked Stephen Jones this a couple of weeks ago, and he he basically said he thinks he's somewhere between you know eighty and ninety percent recovered from where the injury was and and that drop foot condition. so I mean to come that far back, I mean he's pretty close uh, to getting back a hundred percent now, will he ever get back there? You know, that's a the big question, but I think he's far enough alone now, where you're seeing it's not really affecting his lateral speed as much.
3: Brandon, before we go, and we have to go, I just have to ask one question about the most consistent cowboy. Over the last couple of years, probably, I would argue, their best player at a position uh, of anybody, the highest ranked player they have at any position. What about the players? Correct. I that's exa- going to say that's that. exactly right. Um, do we just take them for granted? We're at the point where we if You're just watching take them- that Arkansas game, you're taking it Yeah, for no kidding. Yeah. But I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's automatic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he well he he was yeah, tremendous again and, and you're right. I do think the Cowboys take him for granted in a lot of ways. But Chris Jones had a great game too. Yes right. he did. Yes
3: he did.
1: Uh, yes he did.
2: The Giants the Giants started six of their nine drives inside the fifteen yard line and that was a lot a lot to do with Chris Jones' punting ability. So I think both those guys, you know, really when you look at special teams trios with that long with you know, L P is oh, their long yeah. players, I mean it's hard to beat those three in the league.
1: A very good, a very good assortment of special teams. As we say, all three phases of the game have to be good <laughs> for you to win, right? Brandon, it's been, right. it's been great to have you on again. We appreciate you coming on with us, and and we're sorry that uh, Evan kept bogging down the uh, podcast with questions about Zeke Elliott. But
0: uh, is, that, is Evan awake over there? <laughs> I, I am, Brandon. I just had something come into my. Inbox? Uh, my inbox that I had to uh, turn my Something about to Mike
1: Napoli and yeah. lower body stiffness. I, I just want to ask you, uh,
3: you know, Evan celebrated a birthday this week. Have we, have we mentioned that yet? We have not mentioned that. How old is Evan? He's the baby in here. Baby in here.
0: Evan? By a long shot. No. no, I'm not, uh, yes. Uh, how, how, how old, are, old are, are you now? Well, Brandon's younger than me. Brandon is younger than me since he's on the Doug phone. Doug is probably well, sure. younger than you, too, our yeah, producer. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> You, Your first number starts with a six. Correct. correct. Yeah. Your first number starts with a six. That's correct. My first number does not. It starts with a five? five. It does. Big it's deal. I'm 52. <laughs> 52? <laughs> You're
1: a baby. 52. Wow. And you know what? I wouldn't have I guessed you were at a day
3: over 57. I know. 58. I've got the body of All the right. right. Well, I just <laughs> want to wish, you, Brandon, let's just take this
0: moment to wish you having a
3: happy and spectacular birthday. Yeah.
0: A happy birthday,
2: Evan. I hope it was a great one.
0: Thank you, Brandon. It was it was fantastic. Spectacular. I'm not uh,
2: you didn't spend it at the ballpark. You at the no, ballpark. I didn't
0: watch the Rangers lose sixteen to seven and um I I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about Zeke Elliott, so it was a good I'm, good not, gonna, I'm not gonna
3: ask the most obvious question. Should what? I ask the most obvious question What's that? about lower body stiffness?
0: Yeah, no, body. no. Yeah. You know,
1: John Blake tweeted out a happy birthday to Evan Grant and he said who was not at the ballpark, but it will not stop him from tweeting about it. Yeah.
0: He just was trying to shame me into being at the ballpark. Not being at the ballpark, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, go.
1: thanks so much for being with us.
2: All right, guys. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> uh,
1: There goes Brandon George, one of our favorites. He's a great one. You know, uh, Brandon George went to Kilgore College. Uh, Is he a rangerette? Uh, he's not a rangerette, but he did work for uh, – I mean, he did work. He did study under Betty Craddock, who's a who's a famous journalism teacher out there. She's, she's churned out. Churned out.
3: Churned out. Uh, scintillating writers. Yeah, fascinating People, writers. You know,
1: Dave Wilson, who also worked here, uh, was a student of hers as well. And then Dave Wilson's now at ESPN.
3: Uh, we're off to a flying stop here now. Flying stop. Dave, will you bring up Dave Wilson? I'm just saying. I'm just want to shout out to, to Betty Craddock. Dave, Dave Wilson was a uh, staff artist. Yeah, he,
1: uh, he, so well, he was. Well, a, well. He was. A, he was a lot of things. Very, very bright guy. Very bright, and also very funny guy. Some great stories. You should ask him some stories sometime about. His uh, his wife's stepfather. They're they're fairly hilarious. Give us one. No, they're too long to tell, but they're hilarious. All anyway.
3: right, all right. Well, Evans back. He's, Evans he's back. He's his, ready. He's, he's
1: figure out wars. I think. Okay. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna bow out of this. What one. else did we have? Well, well, we had Barry Trammell from Oklahoma, who's actually at Niagara Falls with his wife. And and I'll just say this, Talking about Brand, the Sooners,
3: Brandon used to cover the University of Oklahoma. Yes, he did. For Sports That's DSLV. another link.
1: So uh, anyway, for for everybody here, I'm telling you goodbye. Make sure you tune into our other podcasts about uh, colleges and about the Rangers, in which we're going to have our fun, final friend. Final friend. Fine friend. Final friend. <laughs> Evan It Could be our final friend. Our birthday boy. <laughs> this
0: could
3: be my final friend. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys'
0: Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.